to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And this is Laird. And there is a lawnmower out the window if you can't <laughs> hear that. I'll try I'll try to take that out and post, but uh, yeah, that's a that the lawnmower's uh, is is making my day right about now. I, I don't know why they're mowing the the grass outside the, in January. The dead grass. It's <laughs> like how do you how do you do that? It's frozen outside. I mean, Elsa's going to come up and actually uh, say, "Oh, this is too slick for me, even for me." <laughs> I don't know. There's like no growth. I don't get it. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, I have I have to ask you. Are you starting to get antsy? About what? You've been in the office, what, five weeks straight now? I know. I, know. I think that's a, that's a record that's for That's a record. I know. I'm about to be on the road next week. And then I'm. it's like all of a sudden it's like this quiet time. It's like boom, 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 boom going out on the on the road. It's like and they're going to be long trips. And the next trip that I come – like I'll be on another trip and I come back and I record videos. Oh, yeah. And so, we got that too. Yeah, I was like I'm running out of time before the, the busy season because right about mid-February, it's actually whenever it picks right up. Yeah, you're certainly gone a, most of March, I know for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, it's March and then we have we have a couple conferences in April and then at, when it hits May, you you know, people are like, "Are you do you still work here?" We forget what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I know how it is. And you know, one of the things that just gets me is um, you know, uh I don't get to drive my new car. And that, I know. And we, you know, I'm I'm feeling it even more right now just because of the uh the 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 icy and the and the conditions and just it's really really cold outside and i'm I'm just like i really want to really want to drive my car play with all those cool features mm, speaking what? of cars yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's what i wanted to ask you is that uh you you've ridden in the car yes and it has the uh semi-autonomous driving Yes. Where it uh, drives. You did show that off. Yeah, I did it was show one it of off. the first things. You were like, look at this. <laughs> well, I had to get it. I had to make sure that it worked. I had to – this is a research project. Oh. Is that, is that how we're, we're putting it with the IRS? Yes. Yeah, this is a research project. <laughs> so I'm going to have to probably uh, write this uh, – write the car off as a business expense. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I've learned, and I was going to get your opinion on it, did you trust it? Not really. I don't either. And that's the the amazing thing. First of all, I'm a driver. I love to drive. I love to grab the wheel. I am thoroughly upset that vehicles no longer have manual transmissions. I mean, I'm I'm the quintessential car guy, but I'm also a huge techie. You know, did we ever decide if I was a nerd or a geek? No, I don't know that we did. <laughs> I straddle the line. So. <laughs> But um, I, I love technology. I talk about technology. I do technology. I'm a programmer. I've been programming since I've been like eight years old. I, I mean, I love all of this. It's I just don't trust it. And it's it, it makes me really wonder about the future. I mean, do you do you actually think your kids are going to be driving cars? Probably not. I, I don't see it. I, I agree. Is that, you know. There's this big scare about what autonomous cars and driverless cars are going to do to insurance. And I, you know, I first started down the path of like, you know, I was looking at all the things that were going to make the, that were the benefits of it. I, I tried to say, what is driverless cars going to bring us? You know, you can have a driverless car or a fleet of driverless cars doing 100 miles an hour, two inches from each other. 
and all of a sudden another car wants to get in the front of the pack will speed up a little bit the back of the pack will slow down a little bit all together in unison that car will slip in and they'll just resume at 100 miles an hour i mean that's that that's some of the benefits of it i you but i'm i'm just wondering what people will lose without having you know without having a steering wheel the joy of driving i mean do you enjoy driving or is it is it a chore i enjoy it mostly although i i tend I tend to to get some road rage in in traffic, which is why I'm glad my commute's only ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I first started my career and I was still living at home at my parents with on the west side of Fort Worth, the commuting to North Dallas, it's a long drive through traffic, and it was incredibly stressful for me, and that I did not enjoy. Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I'm lucky because I'm a uh, um, offensive driver, not a defensive driver. Is that whenever road uh, incidents cause you to uh, get around it, it's usually me zooming by it, not slowing down and gawking. It's it's a little bit different, but so I'm lucky. I'm not really the road rage guy. You know, the the worst you got to get out of me is you know some weird dad thing where it's like jackass or something like that. <laughs> My kids, my my daughter does often go, "Mommy, why are you talking to that car?" <laughs> like the car had anything to do with it. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who's driving it, so I'm talking to the car. <laughs> I didn't know that. You, so you actually blame the car, not the driver. Well, I blame the driver, but I I reference the car. And, so it's transference to yes. the car. Okay, I, I I get it. Well, um, you know, I. I just autonomous cars just scares the the living daylights out of insurance agents. And first of all, they're still going to have to be insured. Yeah, they're still going to have to be insured. But there's there's big questions if the insurance is going to be with the lease or the payment, or it's going to be included in the price of the car. And I, I, I go well. Okay. Also, who's liable? Oh, that's that's the million dollar question. Right, is the that, person who owns the car, or the, or leasing the car, or, or the company who made the car. Exactly. Absolutely, is, is who's the liability, especially if there's no steering wheel. If there's no steering wheel at all, that's going to be the real question. It's like uh, the driver was just, or the, the pat, you know, it's a passenger at that point. Gonna, right. You got to change the terminology. It's that's no going to be hard. It's no longer going to be a driving a car. And then, then you're going to be like in, in um, uh, what's that? Uh, what's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on, uh, on Mars movie? Uh, Total Recall. Where he just gets in the back of it and's got the little dummy driver just so that you have someone to talk to, it's uh, you know it's going to be like that. So we got to say passengers. So we got to flip over to passengers when we're actually talking about it. But you know the the, the cars. I mean, what was that? What was that article that uh, you had sent over about the lines of code in cars? Well, the the, the article is actually talking about connected cars, not really autonomous cars. But it was saying um, that automakers, you know used to make hardware Mm -hmm. essentially when they make cars and now they're making software that we drive yeah that's 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 my boys uh elon musk where he really looked at it and he goes hey cars cars are a platform they're the hardware behind it think of them as a computer and then when you start thinking of them as a computer that has a engines and and motors and all that but the computer's running everything then you can do what you can do with your PC and your Mac is that you can write software to make it do what you want right so ford is projecting that by 2020 their vehicles will contain 100 million lines of code uh that's a few yeah and the first, just in comparison, the first space shuttle, NASA nerd here, 
I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go often. Yeah. The first space shuttle contained 500,000 lines of code. Yeah. And, and, and think about what it took to get that space shuttle into space. Yeah. And, and now we're going to have cars with – I mean I, don't even, I can't even do the math in my head that quickly. How many more times code? Yeah. And you know, what, what, that, what those, those vehicles are doing is they're actually using neural engines now where they're actually taking a photo of a video feed and analyzing the world in real time. Some are radars, some are cameras, some are both, and they're putting them together. And they're creating a picture that right now can handle a lot more than a normal driver. Uh, I think it was uh, Google's cars. They, um, and I think they've, they've now worked with Waymo at this point, but Google's cars drove 1.7 million miles or something like this without a single accident before it was a first accident. That's, I mean, a, a carrier actuary would be like doing backflips with that type of loss ratio it, and, you know, prices would be cheap. And that's what, that's what a lot of insurance agencies and carriers are scared of is that whenever your, you know, your cr- frequency goes down, it uh, it drastically affects rate, and when you affect rate, it cuts commissions, it cuts uh, profits, and all of that. But you know, for the for the midterm though, it's the severity is much more because all these gadgets cost a lot of money on, on the cars. So you know, the, there's a there's a short term where these cars are actually more expensive to maintain, but less expensive in the future. But I can tell you, my car has actually saved me from getting an accident. I mean, I, I broke the rules is that the car, you know, it tells you when it starts up says, you know, don't let all this distract you. I let it distract me. I was just cool parts. You know, this was like two or three days after I got the car and the car started to break for me because I wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, that works. Backing out a parking spot. That works. Warning when people are coming into my lane, that works. And I'm going, okay, well, I've already saved a, um, a payment on this car already because of that. So, um, you know, I, I, but I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence of how long it's going to take. How long do you think it's actually going to take? To be fully autonomous, like no yeah. steering wheel? Yeah, for, for the good majority. Like, you know, there's always going to be, you know, one-offs, exotics. You know, Porsche has said they'll never lose the wheel, stuff like that. I mean, I think you're talking 30 years I think I think your number might be right. You know, uh, looking at uh, some of the, you know, the average age of cars that goes through uh, turburator, our, our comparative rater, is like ten to fifteen years. I mean, so there's a lot of cars continuing on the road. They and I, I keep my car for ten years. How long did you keep your car before you got the, uh, the mom wagon? <laughs> it was my husband's car that we got. We uh, traded that in for. And I think we had that – I think he had that maybe 10 years, 9 or 10 yeah, years. And I just got rid of my car after almost 11 years. And you know, I, I definitely upgraded and we can talk about the, uh, the connected part of the car later. But it's um, – you know, I was like, I want to test out all these features. It just – I'm finding that I'm not using it. Just like my last car had a lane departure warning. And that thing would go off if you started to drift over in lanes. Well, it'd start to go off if you drifted over lanes without using your turn signal, too. (laughs) So that thing was going off every time I changed lanes without a turn signal. I know. Poor me. But I, you know, I turned that off. And probably for the last month, I have not used the autonomous drive once unless I'm in traffic. 
and then it's it's fantastic. I was coming. That probably would be nice. I would probably have less road rage with that. Yeah, well, that that was the thing, and and this is my next question for you. Is I was actually um, on uh, 121 over by your house, and I was going towards uh, the airport. You know where it always been. It always slows down on that bend, mm-hmm. and. I was uh, I was driving and I was like, oh well, this is the perfect time to use it. And for probably three miles, I didn't touch the brake, the gas, or the um, steering wheel in stop and go traffic. Now here's my question. Here's my dilemma. The entire time I was on my phone. Ah, uh, was this texting, before or after te- the law passed? It was definitely after the law passed, and I'm texting and emailing and reading news stories and just barely glancing up was i breaking the law yeah okay but does the law actually take into account the car is driving at that point is that not currently maybe in the future it will but not currently i don't think it would and that's that's what i wonder what's going to change in in the world is all of a sudden you know then you look at the things that really affect stuff is Accidents happen when you lose distraction or when you, when you are distracted or you, you lose attention. I mean, if you ever look at almost every accident, DWI, texting while driving, um, putting on makeup, car, you know, uh, eating, uh, looking over, whatever it is, but pay attention to the radio. It generally comes down to lack of attention, just a moment, lack of attention that car, that car stopped in front of you. And boom, you hit them. That's, that stuff goes away. My car stopped whenever I wasn't paying attention. My car drove itself whenever I was, uh, um, you know, texting whenever I was supposed to. <laughs> and, and finally, you know, you, someone has one too many at, at happy hour. And then all of a sudden it's like, Okay, well, the car can drive itself. It's like Uber, but m- even more so on demand. It's your car sitting in the parking lot. You hop in, you continue watching YouTube videos all the way home. I mean, it's it's one of the, it will transform, you know, everything, loss history, everything. It's just the real question is, do you want it now? Or are you ready for it to be in the future? I mean, because I asked you, did you feel comfortable allowing my car? And it it does great. Drive us for for you. But you say you like that. It cuts down on uh, frequency, but you don't trust it. Well, I think it's something that you have to get used to before you really trust it. You know, it's, it's not something I'm going to trust completely from the beginning until I can see it. For myself in action. I mean, they can do all the studies they want. I don't know how much I'm going to trust it until I'm actually riding, not driving, in one of these cars myself. So so the, the Google cars that were doing 1.7 million miles before their first accident, and it, was a, it wasn't even its fault. It was a, a bus changed lane, and it didn't yield right away or something like that. And it, it's, you know, you wouldn't trust. Would you trust that? I don't know. See, that's the dilemma. That's, but I think that that's a, a dilemma that is the unspoken dilemma when it comes to autonomous cars in this industry is everybody like me that's a driver, they don't want it because it's driving. But the people that are kind of you know, apathetic to the whole thing and they're just like, I could take it if I trust it and all that, but it's a lack of trust. But what I think is really happening is the younger generation, 
they're going to have complete trust in this. They trust technology. They trust that they don't mind being tracked. They trust everything that technology does. And when you grow up with it, when it's something that you're not, you haven't spent 30, 40 years without that technology, and then it gets introduced into your life, you don't trust it as much as if you had it when you were 15. Are you calling us old? Yes, I am calling us old. And then, as I said, we were both old. <laughs> I know, and, and we grew up in the analog, uh, in, in the analog world. Yeah, but so I, it's an interesting discussion that I definitely want to explore more because I think that it's going to change over time. And everybody, just like I, I say that we don't know who the winner in InsureTech is, you know, the, the winners may not even be out yet. The next generation of insurance, uh, of how insurance is bought, sold, and serviced is not even out yet. I, you know, I, I don't even think the connected vehicle or the autonomous vehicles, are the winner's out there yet. You know, you asked people a couple of years ago, who, who would you say is the, is the top dog? Of what? Of uh, autonomous driving. Google, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and people will say Google and Tesla, right? Yeah. And the 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 reality is, you know who is one of the top ones right now? GM. Who introduced the first uh, electric vehicle? GM. GM. Interesting. And so, you know, um, whenever you in Waymo, I, I believe is uh, the old Google assets, and and they're they've they've joined forces in, in building that. So um, you've got Google who's, who's top tier and GM and Tesla's lagging far behind because right now they're focusing on getting out the, the model three and really, you know, and they're, they're all trying to solve problems that are well beyond what we're even thinking about. They've already solved the normal everyday driving like um, Ford. They drive up in Michigan in roads that are completely covered in snow because then you don't have lane markers. Mm, so they're difficult. like, and also cameras don't understand what to do. So I, you know, this is a, this is a topic of discussion that's going to continue for years to come. And I just don't know what side of that, uh, that argument that I'm on, you know, I've got the, you know, my business, the world I want to do side, and I got the technology nerd in me. And then finally I've got the, Hey, um, I'm a driver, and I don't know how to solve it. Yeah, well, I I'd just be scared. I'd end up on a cargo ship and end up on some island in the Pacific Ocean. Did you see that episode of Silicon Valley? Yes, I did. And I was going. I I finally got to watch season one, so I definitely have, have caught up on that. And or in that was a. That was a good uh, episode, but yeah, I, I could definitely see that that you get in a car, it locks the doors, and it uh, it it just does what it's pre-programmed to do. It's programmed to go to one address, and then you it doesn't understand what you're requesting it to do, and so it ends up going to somewhere else, and well, uh, you get stuck. Yeah, well, and that's the that's the cool thing about autonomous vehicles is that one day you'll be able to, you know, the the people that are leasing these out, like shops, like you know, that are that are catering to um, low credit and, and no credit buyers, they're like, yeah, take the car, don't worry about it, because they you know, just bring it home, <laughs> the car will drive itself home automatically, and you know, then it's, I just I think that whenever we hit the the tipping point in a good twenty to thirty years, it's not a, there's not even going to be ownership. It's just going to be general. It's going to be like these line bikes you see sitting around all over the Dallas. You just hop in one and, and you go like a zip car and all that. That would be interesting to see. But, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, heading on home, you uh, you about to tear out of here? I am. Well, fantastic. Well, 
As always, it's been fun. Yes. Thanks for listening. 